Hey everybody, I'm Chef Tim Lopez. I'm a line cook at the Philadelphia Eagles Novacare Complex in South Philadelphia. This podcast is where we take a step off the field and take a look at what's on the plate for our players, coaches, chefs, and celebrities from around the world. This is Feeding the Birds, presented by Amorosos. Hey everybody, Chef Tim Lopez, Feeding the Birds podcast, presented by Amorosos. This is episode six, season three of our podcast, and we have a really good one for you today. First up, we have an interview with two great guys from the Reading Terminal Market from two great establishments there. I went to Tommy DeNix and I talked with head chef and general manager Drew Shattuck about the amazing pork sandwiches they put out for Philadelphia, and also talked with Adam Baruki. He's the son of Kamal of Kamal's Middle Eastern delicacies in the terminal and some of the banging food and cuisine that they put out over there. We also got to sit down on the show with number 53, linebacker Nigel Bradham. Got to talk to him about his food culture, where he's from, where he's going, what he eats to get there. Also, I had an opportunity for our first Amoroso's sandwich spot to create a special sandwich with Nigel. You're going to hear about all of this on our podcast, but first I'm going to kick it off to my interview with Drew Shattuck of Tommy DeNix. Fans of Feeding the Birds podcast, this is Chef Tim Lopez speaking, and I am standing in one of the happiest places on earth, at least for me and for you if you've been here before. I'm, of course, talking about Philadelphia's wonderful Reading Terminal Market, and I am very, very privileged to be joined with somebody who cooks at basically what I consider to be a mecca, Tommy DeNix, best sandwich in America. Right? 2012, you tell me? Yeah, 2012, okay. best sandwich in America. Tell us a little bit about Tommy DeNix's history with the Reading Terminal Market. So Tommy DeNix was opened up in the Reading Terminal in 1981 okay. uh, by Tommy himself. He was his only staff employee that he had at the time. It was a very small staff. We were actually back by the trash room over here. Okay. So, and then uh, the market was kind of in their early stages at that point, mm-hmm. like getting back into being a market after not having anything really for decades. In 95, we moved to Center Court, uh, where we were, our fame started to come around. People were starting to notice us more because we were in a more observed spot. And that's when the menu expanded to pulled pork and brisket, not just roast pork and roast beef. In 2010, we were featured on Man vs. Food with Adam Richmond. And then in 2012, we moved to our current location, which is when we won the best sandwich in America from the Travel Channel. Travel Channel. Okay. Travel Channel. Now, best sandwich in America, you guys make a couple different kinds. What is the quintessential best sandwich in America? So the best sandwich in America is the roast pork with sharp provolone and sautéed broccoli rabe. Any long hots on that one, too, or no? If you want long hots, yeah, but it's... I always want long hots. Most people always want the long hots, but not everyone can handle it. I think you got a lot of people that would come up, because I've seen these guys clean the long hots one day when I was in here. Yeah, two, two prep guys doing it cleaning like two cases of long hot so i know you go through a lot but a lot of people come up and go oh, i'm in philly i gotta get this sandwich maybe they don't like something spicy and they try the long hots you ever see those those, those that glazed over look if, a little bit of sweat if we get someone that's a little hesitant at first we'll tell them to just get it on half yeah just you know because i don't want anyone to burn their mouths out no if they're a little adventurous they go for it but taste it, the meat not the heat taste the meat not the heat exactly that, that's man. great i hear you brother that is my all-time favorite sandwich when I was working on it, devour the competition menu, something we do at the Eagles Novacare Complex. We uh, know what teams we're playing that week, and uh, everybody said, well, you never do Philadelphia, you know? You got to do, like, a, the best cheesesteak. No, I want to do an homage to Tommy DeNix. So I made up 
my version of your sandwich, and they, they gobbled them down. Appreciate it's a fantastic that. sandwich. Yeah, you know. I, I feel like Philly's starting to be more of a roast pork sandwich city and not a cheesesteak. Like, people from outside of the area know that, like, oh, cheesesteaks, Philly cheesesteaks. But when they come here, they should really find out that pork sandwich is the better sandwich. Oh, 100%. 100%. I, I personally, I love cheesesteak. Don't get me wrong. I oh, mean, no, no. Cheesesteaks are great. If seen a picture of me recently, you can tell I love cheesesteak. But let me tell you, the roast pork sandwich, especially at the Knicks, always has a place in my heart. I come to this market a lot. I walk through the stalls, I look at everything, my mind is blown every single time, but I always have to get that sandwich from the Knicks because it's a guaranteed winner every time, and I need, I like crave the taste that you guys do. <laughs> yeah, it's, so. it's a good taste. Alright, what do you think of your cuisine, what do you think, what makes it so important to the food culture of Philadelphia? As you said, you think it's shifting a little bit to the roast pork. Yeah, I think it's shifting towards the roast pork. It's a really good sandwich. It's not as heavy as a cheesesteak I feel sometimes agree you know with that. like the pork it's it's slow roasted all day it has a nice au jus the cheese is the sharp cheese gives it a nice bite and edge and then the broccoli rabe the bitterness the garlicky it's just it's a perfect sandwich flavors just seem to marry so well they do you know, they, it's just different layers of flavors they all play well together you know, they play well together in your mouth. They play well together in your stomach. I've eaten a cheesesteak, felt kind of bloated. I never get that feeling at Tommy's, man. Never. You never, never. get that with the roast pork. Yep. Amen, brother. And I think I think Philadelphians are coming around. I think we need to trumpet this a little bit more to people. We say, oh, you're going to Philly. Get this sandwich. All right. Let's talk a little bit about some football stuff, all right? All right. What would you serve at the perfect tailgate, my man? It's Eagles, Eagles football Sunday. So, you're out. What do you got? So for me, I'm a big pork guy, obviously. That's our life. Um, I'd bring the smoker. I'd throw a whole butt in there, maybe two, uh, smoke it all day long, and then eat right before the game, pull it out, chop it all up. I'm a barbecue guy. I enjoy that. Are you a fan of the chopped pork barbecue versus the pulled pork? I could go either way. Okay. I'm fine with either one. I'm starting to get into the chopped a lot more. The chopped is good. I really uh, am. Chopped, you know, I really like a good chopped brisket, too. Yeah, I can I can go down with that, yeah. too. It doesn't yep. always have to be the perfect slice. No, it doesn't have to be slices. A little chopped, tossed in some sauce. That's beautiful. So what is, uh, Eagles come here all the time. All the time. Players tell me they come in all the time. All the time. I know you've seen some guys. What, what, give me some Eagles player sightings. What so you got? Jordan Mailata comes in like once a week. Amen. All the time. And everyone's like, who's this big guy? Oh, we're like, oh, it's just Jordan. He's coming to get a sandwich. Brings his family and his friends. And it's great. Um, the O-line is here all the time. We used to see Ke Jason Kelsey and Brandon Brooks every day. During training camp, those guys are always around because they're in the area. So they're, mm -hmm. they come and get food. That's great, man. I know Selleck used to hit, hit up Tommy the next quite a bit, too. Around, yeah. Yep. yeah, I haven't seen him so much since he retired, but uh, maybe the real estate world's a little different for Selleck, him. Selleck, take a break from selling houses. Come down and get yourself a damn <laughs> hey, no, good no, no, sandwich. No, no, no. I need to buy a house, actually, Selleck. If you can come around, that'd be really cool. There you go. Maybe you guys can work out like a sandwich house trade thing. Oh, that would work out for there me you go. much better than him. That would work out for him. me. Damn. You guys, do you have a favorite Eagles player, my friend? Uh, current or all-time? Well, give me current first, and let's do all-time. Carson. It's got to be Carson. He's right. such a great player. I like, the future looks really bright for us. All right, something special about Carson right now. Who's the greatest of all time? Uh, Brian Dawkins. Brian Easily, Dawkins. hands down. Weapon X. Weapon X, the Wolverine. Love him. By far. He's such a tremendous player, and his, his on-field and off-field work ethic and the way he played the game, I really can't think of a better player to represent our team. 
He's a hell of a guy, man. You ever make an appearance here at the market? You ever used to see him? I've not in? seen him yet. I would love Next to see him. Next time I see him, I want to get him in the car and just be like, Doc, come with me to the market. Come with me. Come get the best sandwich Let's you'll get ever eat. The best eat. sandwich in America, possibly the world. Tell me one thing about Tommy Denix that people might not know. We do everything ourselves. Every single thing we do is from scratch. I'm here at 3.30 in the morning. God bless you. Getting here, cutting the meat, roasting all the meat, roasting all the peppers, doing everything ourselves. We don't bring anything in except for horseradish. Because There you go, my man. There you go. How much, how much brisket versus pork versus roast beef are you going through? Obviously, I'm assuming pork is probably your number one seller, but... The roast pork uh, is our number one seller by far. It's not even close. So in pounds, what are you, what are you going through? Oh, God, I can't even tell you. We're, we're more of a pieces than a pounds pieces thing. Pieces than a pounds, all right. Um, we, we might go through a few hundred pounds a day. Okay. It, it, you know, it depends on what's going on in the market, if there's a convention across the street. Right. Um, some days, you know, obviously we don't do anything. Like today, it's kind of a little more laid back today, but some days we're getting completely destroyed. Pork's still number one? Pork's number one. Uh, pulled pork and brisket are probably an even tie for two. Uh, we sell a good amount of both of them. And the roast beef, people, I think, uh, sleep on the roast beef a little bit. Our roast beef yeah. is, is pretty good. It is. It is. But most good. people tend to go for the pork, the pulled pork, or the brisket. I tend to always go to pork. I see the brisket all the time. I see him cutting it. I see him chopping it. And then one of your guys will just put that giant tray of roasted pork down. I'm like, that, you, you killed me again. All right, give me the pork. We, we get a lot of people that will be like, oh, I've only ever eaten the pork, and we're constantly like, try something else. Like, just try something yeah. else, just once. You know, like if you don't like it, that's fine. You can go back to the pork. Right. You could but, always go back, or you could but get like, two sandwiches. Just it's not try a something different for once. Um, it'll blow your mind. Hey, Amen. I agree with that. All right, let's end on this question then. Speaking of trying different things, what's another place in this market besides your own wonderful spot that you consider to be out of this world? What, give me, give me, a, give me a quote here. So one of my go-to's will be Pearl's Oyster Bar. It's typically seafood, mostly seafood, mm -hmm. um, but I think it's underrated. I think people that go there know that it's really good. Their breakfast is phenomenal. Which Waffles. you wouldn't think of at an oyster bar, but I know their breakfast. No, you don't menu, think so, it's yeah. no, you don't think oysters and fried food and things like that. But in the last couple of years, they've really stepped up their game, and they've got a, they've got a great chef in there now, and he's doing fantastic things for them. A lot of fusion stuff too, man. A lot I of saw. fusion yeah. stuff, yeah. Fantastic, hands down. Drew, pleasure meeting you. Love Thank your you. business, love your product. You. Continue to bring the best sandwich in America to all the hungry people of Philadelphia. And anybody that visits, stop at Tommy DeNix because we love it. You should too. I want to thank Chef Drew once again for a fantastic interview. Uh, I love that place. I, the, the roast pork, I, I have dreams about it, you know. Reading Terminal is like my Disneyland. So to go there and get that sandwich and talk with you know the man responsible for it, the man that's creating it and running that crew every day, just blows my mind. Next up, I got that interview with Adam. That's uh, Kamal's son of Kamal's Middle Eastern Delicacies at Reading Terminal. They have the best falafel in the city and also the freshest smoothies and fresh squeezed juices you can find. And you're going to hear about that right now. Sitting down in Reading Terminal again with another wonderful establishment I've come across a few times I've been to the terminal a few times. Come on, I'm here all the time. Uh, I am here with Adam Baruki from Kamal's Middle Eastern Specialties, and I am I'm just thrilled to sit down and talk to you, brother, because Thank you guys you. have amazing, amazing food. Thank and you. And I think anybody that doesn't go outside their comfort zone if they're not familiar with the Middle Eastern cuisine really needs to check it out at your spot. Yes, I agree. Okay. I talked about a lot of it with Jordan Mulata when I talked to him on the podcast. He's like, you got to get to eat manouche. 
He's like, Manoush is awesome. First of all, I'm not going to talk about Manoush. You know Manoush. Uh-huh. Tell us about Manoush. Yeah, so uh, we, we pronounce it Manaish. Manaish. Okay, well, get in. this is an Australian telling me how to pronounce yeah. it. So, all right, so Manaish, Manaish, you got it wrong. So we got, it's a, it's a flatbread uh, seasoned with the Zatar spice, which is uh, thyme spice, oregano, sesame seed. We, we put a little olive oil on the bread and toast it right up, and it's delicious by itself. You can also put it in a wrap. You can get the vegetables, lettuce, cucumber, tomatoes. If you want a falafel wrap, throw some falafel in there, get some protein. It's just going to be a lot of great flavors and very good stuff with that. I know. I ate like four of them yeah. in a row <laughs> with some of the great uh, juice and smoothies you guys make over there. there. Manish Jordan. You had me say Manoush for like five weeks, dude. Come on. When you guys make that, right, and I'm just curious about it, is, are the spices dried when they go on or are they Correct. fresh? They're no, dried, right? They're dried, okay. yes. Where do, you, where, do you, where do you get your spices from? We get them uh, from a company out of New York. Now, they import it from Lebanon, uh, Egypt. These are all a lot of imported spices. Uh, the spices we have that we carry is, can range from, we have sumac, coriander, cumin, seven spices. This is all imported, the high quality oh, yes. stuff. So I'm not going to try to make my own manish at home. I'm just going to come here and get it. But I just can't go to the supermarket and start pulling these spices yeah, off the you can, shelves. You can get some, thyme, uh, get some thyme, get some sesame seed, oregano, let them dry up. and you know, I, you can. Would you say it, it's kind of like an all-purpose food in that type of cuisine? I mean, Jordan was telling me he ate it a lot for breakfast at these yes. different stalls in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, you know, there's an Indian bakery, there's a Chinese bakery. I guess they call them all bakeries. But he spoke very highly of the Manish. And then when I came here and I had it, I saw some people just ate it for breakfast, you know, with a cup of coffee or whatever. Yeah. Some people would make it a sandwich or a wrap. I mean, that that's pretty versatile, you know. It, it is. When, uh, when I look at Manish, it reminds me of breakfast. So our, our traditional breakfast, we would put on the table hummus, baba ganoush, some olives, diced tomatoes, cucumbers, a little cup of salt just to kind of dip the tomato and cucumbers in there. Uh, and like manaish, the, the, the zatar spice, a cup of olive oil, you name it. You, got, you dip your bread into the olive oil, you dip it into the zatar, you take a piece of olive. It's, I call that the... Arab breakfast. Right, I'm know? coming back for the Arab yeah. breakfast. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's delicious. Would you say that's one of your most popular items? You say a lot of people get that or uh, some variation of it? It's a, it is a popular item. Um, I would say more popular is our falafel. Okay. Uh, we make our falafel. It, it takes a, a whole day to make our falafel. We don't. We we soak the chickpeas overnight. Uh, we grind it up the next day with the parsley, onions, all the spices that I, I most of the spices that we uh, I listed. And, uh, and then we fry them. We have a delicious, a lot of flavor in the falafel. We keep it nice and golden, crispy on the outside, keep it nice, moist, a little bit raw on the inside. Sounds good Gives to me. Nice I, I crunch, love it. Yeah. I love that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. I need to put some on my manish. I need to, I need to get can, myself definitely. a wrap with that. Yeah, manish with the falafel and throw some baba ganoush in there. That's it. Call Go it to a town. day. Yeah. Call it a day. <laughs> All right, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Let's, let's talk about Kamal's. Tell me about a little bit about its history with the market. So uh, my parents came here, um, my father from Syria, my mother from Venezuela. They came into this country over 40 years ago. You know, he worked his way up. He, my parents got a chance to come into the market 38 years ago. And, uh, and ever since then, it's, you know, we've been here. So we've been in the market. We are uh, first generation uh, children into the market. I work with my brothers, uh, Hashem and Anwar, 
and um, you know we're taking over now we I would say our biggest uh, battle is getting mom to write down the recipes of all the food this is all her food you know so but uh, being in the market it's it's a blessing it's a blessing to be in this place um, you know uh, the way I describe it I described it before uh, it's a city within a city you know and um, and you walk around, you just smell the air, you see what you're in the mood for, see what your, your stomach goes after, and order it. Yeah, you know? transport that's, yourself that's, there, that's, right? Yes. Like literally take a bite out of the food culture that's just swimming in this place. Oh, it's, yeah. It's here. I get you. And I heard you guys had a couple accolades uh, recently. Uh, tell us about that. I saw some stuff online. Um, best shawarma? Best, I hear about that? Best shawarma. That. Philadelphia Magazine uh, gave us best shawarma for 2019. We just did a live uh, show for uh, PHL 17 uh, break the morning news. Uh, we did a little demonstration with our falafel. Uh, it was a fun, very, very fun show live. It was our first live show, so it was very little intense, but it was a lot of fun. We had a great time in the studio, uh, in their kitchen, and meeting the staff. I've been in that kitchen. I've, I've met with that staff. They're yeah. good people. Yeah, they they're are very, good very nice PHL people. PHL 17, yes. amen. I agree with that. Oh, yeah. What do you think about Middle Eastern cuisine? And, you know, whether it's here at the market or within this great city of Philadelphia, what do you think makes it so important to the, to the general food culture of this city? Well, it's uh, the Middle Eastern cuisine. I would say it's, I don't want to say it's mostly vegetarian, but we offer a lot of vegetarian options. Uh, let's say again for the falafel, for example, it's made out of chickpeas so that's very high in protein so for vegetarians they they would go to get a falafel rather than a piece of chicken it's the same amount of protein but for for middle eastern food in this day and age now with the with the new generation i think it's it's going to take off because it's one of the healthiest foods in the world a mediterranean diet is one of the healthiest we do a lot of fresh ingredients and it's just very healthy Healthy food, the meats, the, the veggies, the salads. How about you know, the juices? The, the hummus. We uh, also tell serve. Me about them juices, uh, yeah, man. we serve uh, juices and smoothies. Uh, we do very well with our smoothies and juices. We have, I mean, you name it. I don't want to go down the list. I'll be here for an uh, hour. You can check down. out the, yeah. men, the menu <laughs> on their website, but let me tell you this. I was blown away because every single time they're going to make you a smoothie or a juice, specifically the juice, which then can go into a smoothie, if you will. They're juicing everything fresh, okay? There's not a big tub of carrot juice back there waiting for somebody to order it. Exactly. They're making the carrot juice, okay? They're juicing the mangoes. And, and that blew my mind when I first came in to have the uh, manish, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Manish. 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 When I first came in to have that, I had this amazing mango, carrot, ginger, apple juice. And when I saw them cutting up the fresh stuff and just buzzing it through, I'm like, these guys get it. They get it. Yes. You know? Yes. Obviously... Eating at your place, I understand that you get it, but the juice took me to a whole other level. Yes. You know, so I think everybody needs to experience that. So anytime somebody's like, Where, where's like, you know, where's the best smoothie or where's, where can I get something Come really quiet? You got to go to Kamal's. You yeah, got to go to Reading Terminal Market, go to Kamal's. You have to. So I just love it. Oh, I yeah. And, and, a, and a manaish with a smoothie or juice is hand in hand. Hand in hand. Yeah. Have, have, have some of that and have that Arab breakfast he talked about. Yes. I think you'd be smiling all day. That's it. You're, you're, right. you're good for the day. Tell me one thing about Kamal's that people might not know. Just from like looking at it or if you eat there a lot. What's something you, don't, you, you wouldn't know right away? Um, 
Well, it, it is a family business. You know, we have the three three boys working. All all the brothers are working. Mom and dad go there from time to time. So it's a family-run business. Getting those recipes from mom is the hardest part, yeah, that's really. An, that, Does she get a lot from from the grandparents? I mean, I know recipes are passed down. Yes, yes, especially the falafel. Uh, she got it from her mother. <clears throat> her mother was um, born in Syria, and uh, went to Venezuela, lived there, but was cooking for the whole family and that's why my mom was in the kitchen her whole life and when she, ever since she came here she's been in the kitchen all those times but um for her to get the for us to write down the recipes for her to give it to us it, it's like uh pulling an arm and a leg you know um mom what do you put it in the falafel what's that spice oh it's a pinch of salt a pinch of pepper it's the old ways what's a pinch mom what's, what's a, a pinch, pinch? it's hard know? it's hard it's hard to translate that onto the paper yes it yes. really is i i had the same experience uh my maternal grandmother taught me how to cook uh i joke a lot i say you know when i was growing up say how'd you get started cooking uh it was cooking in self-defense my mother was <laughs> was not i love you mom and yeah. i say this every time I, I will always love you to the ends of the earth but you, you you weren't bringing it and i'm not talking about like a throwdown or a bobby flay barbecue thing i'm talking about there was no staple items that you were giving us to eat so i had to learn from grandma yeah. and then i had a knack for it my grandmother said you better start cooking otherwise you're going to starve and That's... getting the recipes from her was easy when i was working with her but getting her to write it down that was the yeah, trick That's the tough part and one of the greatest things that we did before we lost her is we sat with her and we went over her recipes and we wrote them down and i have to pick my way through them and figure them out still to this day mm -hmm. but that i have that treasure for my grandmother it's, it's near and dear to my heart i'm sure everything that you guys utilize and those recipes you get from your family are close to your heart but you're sharing that heart and that love with everybody here at the yes. reading terminal i mean oh, yes. i think that's that's the core of what what cooking's about yes you know so I love it, man. Yeah, keep keep, keep getting those recipes from well, mom. Well, Obviously, keep trying. She, she's got some, some mom, really Mom, you got to write ones. this down, mom. Yeah, <laughs> mom, write it down yeah. because you, your kids, your grandkids, future generations it's need your stuff. All for them. They need they to really taste do. your food, yes. All right, Adam, I'm going to take you out on this. I really appreciate your time today. Time. What is one place in this entire market, besides your own, obviously, that you consider to be amazing? A place maybe you got to go to. Oh, I got to, if I have to just pick one. I mean, I love everybody here. You hear me, guys? I love you all, you know. He loves you. I hear uh, him out there. We love you, Adam. Love you. Thank you so much. Keep making well, the juice. Why did you pick my place? Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm picking everybody. I'm just going random at this yeah. point. So every, we'll get to everybody. Don't worry. Well, I would say there's a lot of places I love in, in the Reading Terminal. Every place I treat you guys. I treat everyone, you know, the, the way everyone should be treated, you know, with love. But I, I really like uh, going to Shanghai Gourmet. Um, they offer, you know, they have a nice range of Chinese and Asian food. But I, I like to get their, um, one of their really simple, just the chicken lo mein, you know, with the veggies. I really like it. And it's one a very good flavor and I really like his stuff. He does a very good job and going there, uh, getting the food is not the whole part. It's it's the experience. Um, Steve, he loves he loves to talk to you. He likes to joke around and and just going there. He always puts a smile on my face, and that just makes the food taste so much better. I so agree. I agree. Food yeah. served with a smile. The love comes through with the food. It comes through more. I, I work in an open kitchen. 
when I feed the Philadelphia Eagles players. I'm handing them the food as close as I am to you right now. You know, it, it's kind of like you're just transferring some happiness mm -hmm. on a plate. Yes. And being able to share that. I mean, that's that's core of what it yeah, is. That's what it's 100%. all about. Yeah. yeah. Adam, thank you so much for making time for us thank today. You, really Tim. appreciate thank it. Thank you, you for, for being on me. Feeding the Birds. Oh, no, thank you. Appreciate it. Anytime. Hey, that was really cool to sit down and talk with Adam of Kamal's. Every time I go to the market now, I go there for a fresh squeezed juice, and I got to get that Manaish with the Zatar spice. Those guys know how to bring it. Fantastic cuisine. Up next, my interview with Nigel Bradham. I mean, you want to talk about fantastic cuisine, he and I put together some really banging stuff in that cafeteria. We're going to talk about salmon. We're going to talk about sandwiches. We're going to talk a lot about some really good food. So here's our interview with Nigel Bradham. Mm. It's time for our main course, presented by Amoroso's. Fans, I am in studio today with number 53, linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles, Mr. Nigel Bradham. Nigel, welcome to Feeding the Birds podcast, presented by Amoroso's. Oh, thanks for having me, Tim. Oh, man, it is a pleasure, man. I'm always hooking up wonderful eats for you at the grill. We're making some fantastic burgers. We're making some wonderful seafood. We're even banging out a couple incredible sandwiches. So I want to start with that, and then we'll get into your history. All right. Okay. Amoroso is the sponsor of this podcast. They make some wonderful bread, and you and I have created some interesting sandwiches together. So for this segment, I'm going to call it the Amoroso's Sandwich Spot. All right? <laughs> so let's talk about some of those sandwiches, man. What is your favorite sandwich? Oh, man. You put me in the tough spot right there because all of them are great. Um, and then on top of that, um, I'm actually kind of changing my eating habits a little bit. So I just got off the pork. But the sandwiches that I used to eat had the pork in it, mm -hmm. and they were amazing. It was like melting your mouth. Um, <laughs> it was tremendous. Um, what was it, that Carson Wentz deal, right? Yeah, With it was the bacon and the, the bacon ham. And and the the ham. Yeah. Why are you off the pork, man? What, what happened? I'm just life trying changer. to eat better, man. Um, just trying to, you know. Just trying to eat better. Uh, been watching what I eat, what I've been eating, um, and I feel like since I gave it up a little bit, it's been probably about three months now, and I, I feel like maybe it's just a mind thing, maybe. But maybe I'm feeling a little better. I feel like I, I you know, I'm not as sluggish. Sometimes when I eat pork, like sometimes when I eat ribs and stuff, I feel mm. a little sluggish. Lots of fattier cuts of pork. You know? Yeah, I get it. I get it. So you're banging <laughs> turkey bacon at breakfast, but if we're gonna design a sandwich for you right now. What are you what are you thinking? What what has to be in that? Well, we're definitely turkey right now. Mm -hmm. Um some pepper jack cheese. Oh yeah. Uh you, oh, yeah. you know I love the pepper jack cheese. Um and then probably go with some lettuce, you know, maybe a little tomato just to keep you know healthy and 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 keep my keep my upbringing right. Um I like fresh tomatoes, so I mean, I was raised up on gr fresh green tomatoes, so that, that was a pretty good thing. So I always, you know, throw a little tomato on the sandwich, just a sandwich without a tomato, right? This is sounding good. And since you switched <laughs> off the pork, no more bacon, but we could do turkey bacon. We could do turkey bacon. Turkey bacon. bacon with some nice smoked turkey, some of those nice fresh sliced green tomatoes, pepper jack cheese. Do you hit that with any type of sauce, man? Are you, are you a fan of that chipotle mayo that we do? Oh, that chipotle mayo is amazing, which I think that will even set the sandwich off itself, um, just to have that. That nice chipotle flavor with that with the mayo, you know, you can't have a sandwich without mayo on it. <laughs> what is a sandwich without that, you know? I'm with you, man. So, I'm completely with you. So I am hearing that this is a this sounds like a fine sandwich. So <laughs> the Nigel Bradham sandwich spot for Amorosos. We got now you, you got seared bread or are we doing a roll? What do you think? 
I like the sear. I like the seared bread too. All right, so we got some nice seared bread on the grill, maybe a sourdough or Texas mm. toast, or maybe even a grain bread if you want to go healthy. We got some good smoked turkey. We got some seared turkey bacon. We got the <laughs> melted pepper jack. We're going to hit it with some fresh lettuce, fresh green tomatoes, chipotle, chipotle mayo. mayo. That's a Nigel Bradham sandwich right there. <laughs> man, oh, man. A lot of people ask me all the time, let's talk about pepper jack cheese for a second. They ask me, like, Tim, what peppers are in pepper jack cheese? And it's basically like your, your average, like, tots that you would put on, like, a cheesesteak. They're just chopped up fine. It's nice. so, like cherry peppers or marinated peppers, but... That's essentially what's in there. I know a couple different people have, have started putting different types of peppers in cheese and stuff like that. Are you a fan of all types of like hot and spicy cheeses or sauces or things like that? Oh uh, yeah, I've I've like growing up, you know, just liking like hot sauce and um, putting it on a lot of sandwiches and things like that. Um, it's just I just always kind of like this some spicy with a little kick to it. And um and then I came across the pepper jack cheese one day and I was like, Man, this this is deserves to be on everything. Oh yeah, and you do. You hook it up and everything. We put it in your eggs, <laughs> yeah. put it on your burgers. <laughs> and when you're out and about, you eat out and go to different spots, you're always hitting pepper jack. You put it on cheesesteak too? I actually haven't had it on the cheesesteak yet. Yeah, you should um, try it. I definitely need to try that. Put some hot in the it. pepper jack. I need to get I'm and a, hot sauce. It's only gonna be right if you make it though. All right, I'll hook it up for you. I got no problem for that. I mean, you know, Philadelphia cheesesteaks hand in hand. Right. Me, the Eagles, Nigel, we we, we can make it work. We can make know? it work. Match made in heaven, baby. That's another well, Super Bowl, right? Oh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Super, Super Bowl hookup. All right, let's talk about your past a little bit. Thank you for helping me design that sandwich. We got to bang that in the cafe now. I think a lot of people will be into that. Grew up in Crawfordville, Florida, right? Yep. Tell me a little bit about growing up in Florida. That's on the Gulf Coast. So, what was eating like? Oh, man, a lot of seafood um, out there being on the golf, you know, mostly snapper, um, tuna, uh, things like that. So, I mean, obviously shrimp, uh, mussels, um, oysters. Got any um, favorites out of those? We just, this is your number one go-to seafood? Um, as far as restaurant? As far as restaurants or, or a specific type of fish or shellfish? Uh, yeah, specific, I, I, I grew up on grouper. Uh, grouper was my favorite growing up, uh, and then I, as I got older, I got experience to more and more fish like mahi and you know trout and um, things like red snapper, obviously um, brim, uh, mullet, uh, and, and that's another one. Um, so it's it's just all different types of fish. Um, and just enjoying it, man. Uh, as, as as a young age, I went and started going fishing at a young age. Uh, me and my older brother. Just go out there on the coast, and, and whether it be the dock or we get on somebody's boat, uh, had the opportunity to go fishing. And most of the time it was on the dock for sure, but, I mean, it was just fun to have that experience and be able to just go out there and stand on the dock and throw the rod and um, just see what we can catch for the day. Yeah, and how amazing is that that you could go do that? You know, I used to fish a lot too with my parents and my grandparents, and I still do when I have a chance, uh, when I have time off, but... Just to be able to throw that line into the water or cast a net, you pull in something that you know you're going to have something to eat that night. Oh, it's fresh, amazing. nothing fresher than that. That's good stuff, baby. That's the freshest it gets, That's man. great. Any any particular spots in Crawfordville growing up that were uh, fantastic eats? Oh, uh, yeah, man. We got a couple couple of nice restaurants. Um, it's one called Sanyard, Sanyard Re- Seafood and Restaurant. Okay. Um, uh, we got a lot of spots in Panacea, which is a small town, which is like literally sitting right on the golf um and it got 
plenty of restaurants over there, uh, seafood wise. Yeah, there's gotta be know. tons of joints there. Yeah, that's that amazing, like man. The Gulf that's Coast what is we do. So I well mean, known. I mean, then, you there? know, oyster bars. Oh, yeah. Um, kill the oyster bars, man. Just go eat oysters all day with the crackers and throw a little hot sauce on there with the saltine. Is that your way of eating them? Just straight up hot sauce crackers? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. And we None of the baked we, oyster dishes or anything. Nah, you not, had them grilled baked. though, right? You've I've had, had them, grilled? them grilled and they're yeah. amazing. When, yeah. they, when y'all went to Louisiana, I know they were doing them down there like that. And then Chef James and Eric hooked them up like that in the cafeteria, and everybody was killing them. Yeah, they even the Rockefeller kind. I oh, like sure. Rockefeller. Yeah, I'm down with oysters, Rockefeller. Yeah. I'm down with oysters. Period. <laughs> I love oysters. Oysters yeah, are good food. Yeah, so you would fit right in from right oh, in my yeah. hometown, man. Hundred <laughs> percent. I, w- I would love to go see your hometown. That that would be sweet, man. I I haven't been on the Gulf Coast in years, so. That would be fantastic. All right, let's fast forward. Buffalo. You were there for four years. Everybody says it's a chicken wing town. There's got to be more to Buffalo than chicken wings. I know they're known for the chicken wings. They're known for the hot sauce. What else do we want to know about Buffalo? Um, it's, a, it's a great town, man. Um, I mean, it's a small town, and the environment was was pretty cool. Uh, they had a couple seafood spots. I found uh, one that, that was good went by the name of Hutch's. Um, and they had some great muscles there, but it really is really a, a chicken wing place. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, because they're so known for it. Yeah, it's upstate New York, original chicken wing place. Uh, Anchor Bar, I believe, was the name of it. Um, I mean, other than that, they, their best steakhouse, I believe, is called Chop House, mm-hmm. and that was that was a good spot. I believe we played Buffalo this year, man. You might want to have to come check that out. All right, all right, that's an invite. I'll tag along. I'm fine. <laughs> Anytime you say steakhouse, oysters, seafood, I'm there. Yeah. In fact, we could do all Can't three at the same time. Out. I'd be happy, man. <laughs> I'd be a happy man. Speaking of steaks, what's your favorite steak? I mean, how do you take your steak? I take it medium. Uh, I feel like that's the way you get the best flavor of it. Yeah, you know, you, it's, it's, it's juicy. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, that's it, you don't want to cook too much of the, of the flavor out mm-hmm. of it. It's you nice like to taste the too. meat, don't you? you no, know it, man. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, you can't, it's a steak, man. You got to taste all of that, like all that protein and. and and things like that, you gotta enjoy it. Uh, yeah, especially so if it's good steak, right? Yeah, right. You know. And I say my favorite one probably will be the. It's probably I gotta go with the ribeye, man. Um, and it's gotta be bone in. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that bone. More in. flavor with the bone in. Yes. Okay. Enough fat to protein ratio where you're getting a lot of good flavor. So you're getting the flavor of the bone. You're getting the flavor of the fat. The really high quality beef. I'm with you. I love ribeye. You ever had one of those big? Um, Tomahawk steaks, the ribeye with the long bone coming off of it. Man, those those are the best. <laughs> those are the best. Know, the first time I saw it, I didn't know if we were supposed to hit somebody over the head with it or, or eat it. But then when I smelled it, I said, "Nah, we ain't wasting this." Nah, you can't so, waste that. It's too flavorful. Yeah, you just feel like a caveman too at the end when you yeah. get that giant bone. It's kind of cool, on, right? Yeah, 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 it is kind of cool. I love that. I love that. All right, cool. Let's move from Buffalo to Philly. All right, you come to Philadelphia. We're happy you're here. We love that you're here. A lot of people say you got a lot of heart. And we love you for it, man. Tell me about the food culture here in Philly. You could talk about either in the building here or at the city itself, some of your favorite spots. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it's, this is when I got here, I was introduced to the cheesesteak, the real cheesesteak. Um, and that was, I mean, there's no, there's no comparison to any other cheesesteak if it's not from Philadelphia, honestly. Um, I, like growing up, I would get one and they never tasted the type of quality that it is here. Um, so that was, once I had my first one, man, it was, I was, I fell in love with them. Um, and what's your spot? Like, do you remember where the first one was? Or Yeah, uh, the first one was actually at a spot called Max's. 
I don't even know what street it's on. Okay. But it's, it's out there though. I yeah, know. It's like out here. other people have mentioned it. Yeah, so, it's yeah. out here. It's out here. And yeah. that was the first opportunity I had to get one. And um how'd you take it? You go whiz with or did you do it a little different? No, I didn't go to whiz whiz actually because I, I wasn't really a fan of, of a lot of cheese on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you wanted to have more meat than than cheese on a big pile of cheese yeah, and yeah, meat I, swimming I, in it. Yeah, yeah. I heard but I, I, I have had the whiz whiz after and I can't say it is it's, it is better. It is better okay. with the whiz. So you're a fan of that, the whiz yeah, I got you. I like man. it. Right. I like. I had that, it had to grow on me, you know. Yeah. But for as far as my first one, I was, you know, I was kind of foreign to it. You so. like them onions well done in there? Yeah, I definitely. gotta have them well done. They gotta, gotta be like like done. real dark, chopped into Some the meat. Nice peppers in oh, there. Oh, I'm man. with you on that. You go hot peppers, right? You obviously, know it. You obviously, know it, man. Gotta hit that cheese, I'm that, that, that pepper jack cheese, man. I'm telling you, it's gotta get on there next gotta time. Gotta get on that. I'm gonna hook you up. I'm gonna hook you up. Yeah, you gotta make that for me, cause yep. I might even go as far as hook you up a pepper jack cheese quesadilla with cheesesteak on. Ooh. It. That might be a solid way. <laughs> I like this, the rolls are fantastic right. for cheesesteak, but I've started to get into this uh, tortilla zone for some reason, and I've been I've been dealing with that. You know, breakfast wraps, yeah. quesadillas. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll try figure that. it out. We'll figure it out. That. I'm just gonna make it up one day when you come in for lunch and just hand it to you. I'm gonna be. Yeah, I'm gonna kill know. it. I'm and sure. you've been hitting the salmon hard too, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah man, tell me about this salmon. What are, fish, we, what are we man. doing with salmon? Oh so, man. So you recently put me on this new type of way you've been doing it with this the, the Asian. What is that? The teriyaki glaze. The teriyaki yeah, glaze. And then that new one, the sesame seared Thai chili glaze. That's Thai chili glaze. Now that one, you took me to another level with that one. Yeah. Because you was like, oh, I think you're going to like it. And I was like, uh, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, the teriyaki, yeah. you know, we've yep, been on that yep, one. Because so, yep, it's yep. been amazing every time uh, being able to, you the way you sear that up, man, and, and, and do the things you do on the grill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Best chef in town, for Thank sure. Thank you all. That's high praise. That's high <laughs> praise, man. You, man. I appreciate that. I'm telling you. That is great. I'm telling I love hooking up that salmon because it's so versatile, you know. It's almost like chicken to me at this point. We eat a lot of chicken here. Right. A lot of people eat a lot of chicken in there every day. It's a lean product just like chicken. The salmon's got a little bit more fat, but it's healthy fat. It's omega-3. It's good for your body. Nice. And to do the different seasonings and flavors for you guys and just have it hooked up and ready to go because you don't have a lot of time when you come in that cafe i'm proud to do it and um i know a lot of people tim jernigan hooked up on that uh (laughs) malik jackson you know i got Derek barnett like everybody's just hitting that same hard so Mm -hmm. and i love when chef charles does it out of the pizza oven too he does some really cool broiled roasted salmon in that pizza oven fantastic it's amazing it Uh, is really thought about putting salmon on the pizza that was the first time i had that by the way Oh yeah, when he did that. Yeah, when he did the same. <laughs> yeah. That that's pretty creative, and I have to say, I wouldn't stop from eating that. That's good stuff, right, right. there. All right, all right. Let's hit you with a lightning round. Basically, give me one or two word answers or one sentence. It's just about three or four questions. We want to close out the interview. All right. All right. All right, my man. First off, we already talked about your perfect sandwich. I know you like seafood. There's got to be a guilty pleasure. So, what is your guilty pleasure? food ah man i told you i'm I'm trying to get healthy man i know i know but there's got to be something you know doug Uh, got ice cream we all know about doug Doug with the ice cream what does nigel have man i'm gonna have to go with that's tough right now because you you put me in the sweet spot right there always (laughs) that's my job my guilty pleasure man it's it's, gotta be a go-to man is, I know you can see it's a hard when you guys start to go healthier, which I'm not knocking. It's right. a good thing. I'm trying it's to about change your my body mind and your longevity <laughs> and your career and your health. But there's got to be something after a hard day of practice when you know you got a day off coming, you know, like today. Today's Nigel's day off. What are you grabbing on the way home? 
what do you st- are you stopping to get that pint of ice cream? Are you stopping to get a burrito? Are you stopping to get tacos or something? <sighs> Man, probably all all of them, right? I mean, <laughs> <No. laughs> I mean, they all sounded amazing as your yeah. name. You just went down the list on me. <laughs> all right, but um. Cheat day, man. Yeah, cheat day. Cheat day. I'm gonna have to. I, man, y'all been doing some amazing cookies lately. Like, I, I can't even stay away from. I like the other day they did some um some Reese's peanut yeah, butter Reese's cookies. peanut butter cup cookies. Oh yeah, God. how good are those? That would be something for you, chocolate. I think, Chocolate's a cheat day. I th- and I'm, and it's it's kind of weird because but it's just those cookies though because I yeah. just, those are new for me like I never mm-hmm. tried those until this these past couple of days people been been killing them yeah. man you see how yeah. fast they go I like seen. I cannot like that has to be my cheese so I I probably would get get the lady to bake me some some of those some she, of those fresh I'm cookies to, yeah, all right I'm gonna have to put her on all right <laughs> you hear that Chef Cindy Nigel loves them cookies so <laughs> she'll love to hear that thank you very much okay. What's the weirdest food you've ever seen in your life? Whether you ate it or you you were somewhere where somebody presented it, you were like, nah, no, not for me. Oh man, uh, I'm gonna have to go with escargot. Escargot snails. How snails. how did you see it? How did they present it? The um so when I was in Buffalo, the very first time when I went to London, we had a game out there. Um, played Jacksonville actually, just like how we played them here in Philly, in London, and um. Went to a restaurant over there. I forget the name of it. And they brought out the snails. <laughs> the escargot. <laughs> and it was on like a little small plate. Right. You know, and it had about three of them. And I'm like, what is this? And it had like some little green, little sauce on the side right, of it. Right, right. And I'm like, what is this? I'm not, Parsley, you know. butter, garlic whipped together <laughs> yeah, to, like, to cover up the taste of this <laughs> snail. <laughs> I'm like, what is this, man? I'm not eating this. This is not for me. Like, so you stayed away from it. Yeah, that was probably my worst food experience ever in my life. Um, <laughs> London is not is not it's a place to go. It's not eat. a foodie town. It's not. They got good fish and chips, though, man. I, I good never, fish and I chips. Mean, There's some other good stuff. Try in that London, next time. We next go. time you go, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in London. I, I don't knock their their cuisine a lot. Uh, I I you know I'm biased. I'm an American chef. I like American cuisine, but you know my three favorites are Italian. Uh, Asian and uh, Latin, so nice. you know, and obviously like a good American burger, cheesesteak, you know, and obviously pizza, uh, pizza all day. So definitely. <laughs> all right, what is a food that you can't stand? You hate it, never eat it, leave it out of my food, Tim. Don't put it in there. Beets. Beets. Why beets? I I think um, because growing up, um, you know, parents try to make you eat beets and yeah, iron. Yeah, yeah and you be <laughs> with the beats. I couldn't stand it. Like I just couldn't stand it. Like that was my pet peeve. Like I'm not touching no beats. Don't even let them come near me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just always hated beats. Like I'd rather eat something else. Like even today, like I can't. I can't eat beats. Right. No beet juice for you down the hall, beet the juice, fuel bar, no. or anything like that. Is it? Is it because it's purple or just the taste of it? The taste of it. I yeah, think it's, it's that bright purple. Yeah, yeah, it's the taste, man. It's the just just, just something about nasty, it. It's like an like, earthy sweet. Sour at the same time. See, I'm a fan of beets, <laughs> but it sounds so like I'm, no, I'm not a fan. But I am. I love them. I can't eat them anymore because um, a lot of people don't know this, but I have uh, kidney stones, uh-huh. and when you have kidney stones, you can't eat things high in oxalates, and beets are very high in oxalates. So, um, but I miss them. So, tell you what, man. Well, guess what? What you join the crew, man? All right, we we'll no join the, the anti-beets crew. <laughs> I'm down with that, man. 
I'm down with that. Nigel, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. I really appreciate you, man. I appreciate you having me, man. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you for going out there and bringing heart on the field. And uh, let's go. Let's go get another trophy, man. Got to. All right. Peace. That'll wrap it up for this episode of Feeding the Birds podcast presented by Amorosos. I want to take the time once again to thank General Manager and Head Chef Drew Shattuck of Tommy DeNix, Adam Baruki of Kamal's Middle Eastern Delicacies, and of course, number 53, linebacker Nigel Bradham. Fantastic time talking with all those gentlemen about my favorite thing in the world, food and football. Fans, I want you to check us out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to hear some comments from you. And of course, we'd love a five-star rating. Make sure you throw that up there. The only way we can improve the show is if you give us that feedback. And we want to do the best job possible for you because you're the best fans in all the football. I also want to give a shout-out and a big thank you to my producer, Peter Kelly, who brings it every single day to make this podcast the wonderful thing that it is honored to work with that man so won't you please join us next time as we continue our exploration of the food culture of everyday people who live extraordinary lives go birds